0: Everybody, welcome to the Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour Podcast on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Few. I got Paul Yanchuk with me. Paul, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good. I feel like I've got the floor to myself to elaborate
0: as much as I want, but I won't. Yeah, I'm missing f- Joe. Yeah, just a little under the weather tonight Um, Man, Joe is playing triple duty I mean, over the past half of the season Um, I'm not sure if we've said this But Joe's a professional actor And in addition to uh, Joe's school job he has during the day He's in plays And he was um, He's preparing for a play tonight But he's just burning both ends of the wick tonight So we gave him a night off Uh, We hope to see Joe back next week Uh Paul, let's start out here. It's a, it's a different week for us. Um, the Steelers play a Thursday night game. I'll talk a little bit about how dumb Thursday night games are. I don't like them at all. They <laughs> And one of the things that kind of sinks about Thursday night games is we have on Behind the Silver Curtain Network, um, it makes our podcast week a lot more shorter because all the shows that usually go on have to go on early, and our show comes out Saturday. And as you know, the game was held on Thursday. We're taping this on Wednesday, so we understand the game will be done. We hope the Steelers win. Obviously, there's a chance it may not happen, but no matter what happens on Thursday night's game, we're going to present you five reasons why the Steelers are still better than Minnesota Vikings and why Pittsburgh's a better city than Minnesota in general. It'll be great.
1: So I'll just get this out of the way and be like, ha you stupid Vikings or right. you stupid Vikings.
0: Well, so I, I pick whichever think, one applies. Right. And I would say, too, if this doesn't go right for the Steelers this week, it's not, oh, they're a bad football team. It's this whole Thursday night thing. It's a four-day week. That's not right, Paul. I, I mean, you're a yeah, I'm, i' Well, that would be like one Sunday service per year is a Thursday night service and you've got to do your Sunday <laughs> morning preparation on a Thursday night. I mean, you know,
1: I, I think the difference here is the physical brutality of football where, right. I mean, your body's probably not feeling normal again till Wednesday and then you got to turn around and play the next day. So I, I mean to, to rebound from aches and pains that quickly and get back on the field, that's that's tough. Especially a Sunday night game. Just oh, even yeah. into that a little more.
0: Yeah, because the Sewers they were in Pittsburgh, but they play at four o'clock, so it's just you know, it's a it's a very short turnaround. And I'll tell you one thing too, and I'm hoping things turned out okay for the Sewers on Thursday. I will say one of the th- concerns that I have going into this game: great win, they beat the Ravens. I-, I didn't see that coming. After you know they had a really bad loss against the Bengals, but
1: well, it's funny is we last week we ranted and raved about how annoying it is that the Ravens play horribly for three quarters, then do this last minute comeback and win, and it's exactly what the Steelers did.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well. It- and the Ravens, it, you know, the Ravens had a chance of coming back and one. You know, they scored a potential game-time touchdown at the end, but they decided to go for two. It didn't work out. It, you know, I kind of said it when I said how the Steelers could win this game. I mean, if they could get a running game going. And they, I think they only ran for 85 yards the whole game. But near the end of the game, they started to really dominate on the offensive side, uh, which really helped, especially on the running game. Um, man, it, it was one of those games, they were without so many people. They had to bring in the offensive lineman you never heard of before, and John McGlue, I think his <laughs> name was. Uh, he looked good and everything. So it's hard to say. And I have confidence if we were picking this game, which we're not, because the game was on Thursday, we're taping this on Wednesday. I still don't know how to react because historically, the Steelers haven't played good the week after a really tough Ravens game. Okay, and then you've got Minnesota in in a minute. We're going to talk about why uh, we're going to make fun of the Vikings for a little bit. The Vikings lost the Lions last weekend. So how do they react? Are the the Vikings going to be ticked off and say, hey, we got bounced back and they bounce back against the Steelers. Can the Steelers maintain that enthusiasm, energy on a short work week, too? So who knows what's going to happen Thursday? It's going to be hard to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got, I know the league in general is very unpredictable, but I think you take two of the more unpredictable teams who one week are a train wreck, the next week look pretty decent. Um, it's it's There's no telling which version of the two teams is going to show up Thursday night.
0: Right. So for that to say, you know, whatever mood you're in listening to this, uh, understand what what's happening here, <laughs> and understand anything could happen Thursday night, and understand that even if the unfortunate happens, the Steelers don't win, they still got a shot at making the playoffs. Uh, not that the Steelers are such a dominating team, It's because everybody in the NFC has struggled. I mean, you got you know, your four top teams in the NFC are all eight and four this year, and I don't see the Steelers being a Super Bowl team, which is some of the drawbacks the Steelers have. But they're definitely still in the playoffs win or lose just based on the fact that everyone at the top keeps on losing. So it's just a crazy year in the NFL, to say at least.
1: I feel like this is setting up for the 85 Bears season where the AFC teams are playing for the right to be the Patriots to get pummeled by the NFC team.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a bad feeling that the NFC is going to be up on the AFC, whatever happens. But – I guess that's why the play games. You have to see what ends up happening, but hey. Yeah. So no matter what happened in Thursday night's game, we're we're still gonna make fun of the Vikings. We're gonna say still make fun of Minnesota. Let me give you a couple of thoughts that I have. And Paul, here's my first thought. I, I gotta admit to you, I'm my big Vikings fan. I don't really follow the Vikings. I don't know much about the Vikings, but you look at. Jefferson, you look at Adam Thielen, you look at um, Devon Cook, you look at um, Kirk Cousins. On paper, on your fantasy team, if you're playing Madden football, this should be a dominating offense. I mean, I'm not completely sold in Kirk Cousins, but you've got stars all over the place. I don't understand why this team is 5-7. and I dislike that. <laughs> you would think that going in, like, this Vikings would be this dominating, great offense. I, I know they have injuries. It uh, looks like Thielen may not play on Thursday. It looks like Cook may not play on Thursday. I think that's part of the reason why they came into Thursday's game, 5-7. and seven. But I, I just get frustrated in efficiency and and teams that don't play well. I don't like the Vikings because the Vikings should be so much better than they are right now. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think really, not that I've watched a Vikings
1: game this year, but I feel like a lot of it does come down to Cousins, who is, I don't want to say he's a holdover of the game manager era, but I mean, he's not, when you think of great quarterbacks in the league, you've got to have a pretty long list before like, oh yeah, Kirk Cousins is definitely on that list. Um so, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it, w- without having, like, a solid star quarterback, uh, I think a lot of that trickles down to just some of the inconsistencies they have.
0: And let's go to my second one, and it's actually Kirk Cousins himself. Kirk Cousins <laughs> has some good games. Um, I don't know if you can really attach the game manager to Kirk Cousins. But, right. you know, he's the most nondescript – Boring. I, I mean, if, if you're sitting there going, like, you know, Big Ben retires this offseason, you're like, boy, it, it, it sounds like the Steelers might want to go for a franchise quarterback to replace uh, Big Ben uh, looking at a veteran, you know, maybe not drafting something in the draft. And if you're saying who could be available, and I'm like certain that Kirk Cousins would be available. I don't even know if you can classify Kirk Cousins as a franchise quarterback. He had some good years for Washington before he came to Minnesota and everyone's like, man, he's going to be this next big thing. Uh, you know, Minnesota kind of overpaid for him. And it's funny because Cousins had some very inconsistent games. It doesn't look that good. And you're like, man, what's going on? And then. Cousins will suddenly throw for four or five touchdowns in one game. So he's so manly inconsistent. Where there's some games where he's producing a ton, it looks great. And then there's three or four games where it just looks meh at best. Um, You know, now again, as Steelers uh, supporters, yeah, we hope Kirk Cousins go meh. But as just (laughs) supporters of the NFL game itself, uh, you want to see quality. You want to see guys are, are rock solid and Kirk Cousins is really far from it. So we don't like Kirk Cousins because of that. Your thoughts on Kirk Cousins in general? I mean, he's, uh, this
1: is maybe a poor comparison, but he's, he's like the modern day Mike Tomczak as hmm. I think. I mean, there, there's games where he's really going to deliver for you. And there's games where it's like, eh, um, Yeah, and there's just kind of this pendulum between these two extremes. Or uh, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of fits that bill as well. Um, But yeah, nothing about him makes me nervous. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the league who, you know, as the game's winding down, if it's close, I get nervous uh, when Brady's got the ball or uh, Rodgers has the ball. I'd even get a little nervous if Mayfield has the ball, but nothing about Cousins, Screams, uh-oh, we're in trouble.
0: Let's look at another thing. Um, we're into names. Um, if you listen to our Etc. podcast, we do, that kind of talks about funny things and pop culture and everything. Uh, we spend a lot of time worrying about names and say, and, and saying why we don't like certain <laughs> names. Well, looking at the nicknames for some of these um, professional teams in – uh, Minnesota, you know, I got to give credit. At least the Vikings are something that's kind of scary. You might say, wow, you know, they're playing the Vikings. They're, Vikings are tough people and everything. Um, You look at the basketball team in Minnesota. You know, they got the Timberwolves. Now, Paul, I, I'm not sure if I could tell you what exactly a Timberwolf is, but it's a wolf, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to be out in the snow and a wolf comes by. I mean, I'm not sure how scary a Timberwolf is, but I can understand how a Timberwolf could be scary, a fierce nickname. And then you got the baseball team. All right, Paul, when we play teams, like I go back to the Steelers. They're a tough, you know, workman-like team. They, you know, they're a lunchbox, you know, they're tough physical and everything else. That's a great nickname. The Minnesota baseball team is called the Twins. <laughs> I mean, like uh oh, we're playing the twins tonight, you know. Uh we're playing well, Johnny and Bobby Smith, man. You know, they're tough. I mean, come on. In all fairness.
1: Also, in all fairness, when I lived in Ohio, one time we went out to the Twin Festival in Twinsburg. Oh yeah, yeah. That could be terrifying. Okay. I mean, there's definitely some you know, if you saw the movie The Shining, you got those two right. sisters. Uh, there, there's definitely a, a Shining vibe you get sometimes at that Twins festival. So, um, yeah, twin, Twins can be a little horrifying. If you're, I'm not saying all Twins are bad, but there, there could be a creepy factor to Twins. So, not that it's a great name for a baseball team, but, yeah, th- there's still that possibility.
0: I would say that's, like, the worst of the Twins. You know what I mean? Like, Twins in general shouldn't be scary. Like like everything, everything could go bad and everything could turn out my, bad. My, my wife's
1: sure. a twin, so I'll just, right.
0: yeah. my wife's a twin. So I have nothing against twins. Right. I mean, and, and your wife's fine. I mean, there's nothing, you know, your wife's not going to beat people up. She's not scary or whatever, you know. Um, So I have nothing against twins. I'm just saying I want, you know, my baseball or football or basketball or whatever names to be tough. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. You've got – The Pirates. You got the Steelers. Um, Penguins, I'm not quite sure about the toughness of the name. But, man, penguins are a lot tougher than twins. You know, come on. (laughs) So we're not making fun of twins. We're just saying that's not necessarily a fierce enough uh, name or whatever else.
1: What evokes more fear in you, a twin or a brown? I,
0: I think it's even. <laughs> no fear at all. I mean, like, you know, it just it, it, it's awful. Um, <laughs> let's let's do this now, guys. Uh, we're about halfway through our show, and let's take a break uh for an ad behind the still curtain.com We'll be right back. Woo!
1: the
0: door. Hey, welcome back, Sewer fans. Thanks for checking out the uh, behind the dot com's Pittsburgh Sewer Power Half Hour. I'm Chris Pugh. I'm here with Paul Yancek. And man, what a mouthful (laughs) saying all that is at one time. And (laughs) sorry for slipping up a little bit beforehand, but Hey, I'm here. We're okay. We're moving forward. It sounds good. Uh, You know, finishing up the thing about the twins, one guy that frustrates me and he's got the body type of me is one Kirby Puckett, uh, the (laughs) famous, you know, outfielder for the twins and You know, if you look at my body shape, you know, you're like, why are you making fun of somebody's body shape? But, you know, Kirby Puckett didn't seem to be that fit of an athlete. He was kind of roly-poly. I mean, he was a good hitter. He was a good (laughs) outfielder. But, man, he just never was in great shape. That frustrated me about him uh, and the twins as well.
1: Well, I think – that kind of goes along with baseball in general. I mean, you look back at guys like Babe Ruth. I mean, not exactly model athletes. Uh, I think nowadays it's definitely going more that direction. But I think the Kirby Puckett era and even Tony Gwynn to some degree wasn't exactly – you know as long as you could hit the skin off the ball, uh, wasn't overly concerned about your great athleticism.
0: The thing that always frustrating me about Kirby Puckett is I'm I'm afraid I'm like emphasizing the P when I say his last name because man if you are tired and you slip up you could say a very bad <laughs> name for his last name too so that frustrates me too you know don't have your name where if you slip and say the wrong letter you could be saying a bad word so that's not good either you could
1: say a bucket like a bucket of chicken that would be horrible.
0: Yeah, Oh, well, no, <laughs> not the bucket it's, of
1: chicken. A bucket of chicken sounds
0: good right now, <laughs> right? Well, if you get your rhyming dictionary out, there's other words that could go bad, so <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's very not good. All right, um, here's the other thought, and you know, probably one of the more controversial things we've ever said on this uh power half hour podcast was the first week of the season, the Steelers play Buffalo, as you know, very cold area. Um, you know, in the winter, you know, you get a lot of snow and everything. And I made the comment saying, we got to evacuate that city. We got to relocate uh, people in the other areas of the country. And yeah, you know what? In retrospect, maybe they shouldn't do that as much. I don't know. And I, I'm feeling a little bit of regrets over that comment. But, you know, <laughs> here's the thing. I get cold easy. I don't like to get cold um, You know, a lot of stadiums in Minnesota, when you look at the Twins old stadium, when you look at the Vikings, hey, it's domed, okay? Now, you can look at one of two ways. You could say, man, they're a bunch of wimps. Why is it domed? They should play out in the natural elements. Whatever. Ha, ha, ha. Let me take it a step further, Paul. I think with the city being that cold, let's dome the whole city. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to make fun of them, saying they can't stand the cold. Why aren't they playing their football games outside? But if I was unfortunate enough to live in Minneapolis, I wouldn't want to be outside in the cold at time. I would want to be inside. So let's just dome everything. I, I think it might make Minneapolis more appealing. It still wouldn't be half as good of a city as Pittsburgh is. But I think if we could dome the whole city, Um, keep it, what's room temperature, like 68, 70 degrees. I I think Minneapolis would be a much better place to live.
1: There's Canadians who are like, Minnesota's too cold a place to live.
0: Right. So, how do we do that? Um, there was an old CBS show. It was kind of weird called Under the Dome, where um, there was a city that was kind of stuck under a dome, and they were having a hard time. I'm not saying they have to be stuck under a dome. There could be entrances and exits to get in and out, but what I'm saying sure. is it would be so much better for the city. I mean, you know, let's go for it. What would be the Under draw? the Dome
1: was based on the Stephen King novel, by the way.
0: Yes, yes. And, yeah, that was a tough situation. I wouldn't say that would not be a dome you want your city to be under, by any means. (laughs) But if it could be, like, a dome where you could easily come in and come out, man, now probably the cost would be sky high, right, if you put all of Minneapolis and St. Paul under a dome? Probably. But, I mean, you may not have to do a total dome.
1: I mean, if you just kind of have, like, a – almost like a big umbrella over the city. Umbrella. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how much of the cold would come in from the, the sides, um, but I think you could at least bring it down to more of a Midwestern level. If you at least just put like a giant umbrella over top of the city and then you could like have like have it where it's increasing the, the warmth of the sun. So you get a little extra warmth and it can, it could be a very beautiful
0: place. I'm still in favor of a dome because I – my uh, wife and i went to florida on a vacation recently and we were in the tampa st petersburg area and i was so flipping hot it was like august it was a really hot time of the season <laughs> so we spent a lot of time at tampa bay double Rays games because it was a dome at least it was air conditioning i'm not telling you i like the baseball team for a- a- any reason it was the air conditioning was great so i mean i think the dome could help out and yeah you don't need the air conditioning of a dome i'm just saying you want warmer weather i want more than a problem what,
1: what would you do for like a airport i mean would like there be like a big opening in the top for the airplanes to come in and out
0: you may have to have it outside the city like sometimes the cities huh. will have their airport outside i know that's tough for the business travelers but you gotta make some allowances now Taxes would probably go sky high, right? Because the public would have to pay for the cost of them.
1: Oh, yeah. It would have to. But I mean, or you could just like add a little tax on to, you know, make milkshakes a little more expensive. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like a
0: milkshake. Because <laughs> <laughs> milkshakes are like four times the cost. Well, that would be interesting taxing because in Cleveland, like when they made stadiums up here, you know, we're from Ohio. Um, you know, they had the syntax where uh, they funded yep. savings based on alcohol and cigarette sales. Well, it would be like a syntax for other reasons, right? You know, milkshake tax. I'll tell you, if
1: you look at just just Milkshake Factory alone, I mean, I look at how many people are in a milkshake factory at a time. And if you just increase a little tax on milkshakes,
0: you, you might be on with something. So this is good. I mean, we, we are... We're ripping Minnesota, but we're actually giving them advice. So, yeah, you know, if you're from yeah. Minneapolis, you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, get upset because we're making fun of your city, but at the same time, we're we're trying to help you out. Put a dome around your city, uh, do a milkshake tax, and look, man, we should get paid for these ideas. This is fantastic. Here's another- because
1: once they once they make the weather more bearable, the people will want to drink more milkshakes. So it's a
0: win-win. Yes. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard drinking a milkshake when it's really cold outside. I I, I not like that. So, okay. Uh, it could be done. <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. Uh, it was cold the other day, and I had a milkshake, and I didn't suffer too bad.
1: All right. Well, Weather's always okay for milkshake.
0: Yes, that's true. Well, let's look at another part of Minneapolis-St. Paul. You might be like, man, why is he saying Minneapolis-St. Paul? Because they call Minnesota the the Twin Cities. And I guess that's why they call the baseball team the Twins. Whatever. But here's the thing. They're they're always attached together. Like, when I was a teen, I flew into Minneapolis. Uh, I laid over there on a flight to California once. Which, man. How, how crazy was that? I laid over in a cold city like Minneapolis to get to <laughs> California. That's another story of itself. But, you know, you think about this. Why are we calling it Minneapolis and St. Paul? I know you're going to be like, well, Chris, they're two separate cities. What are you going to do? But they don't have its own distinctiveness. I mean, yeah, Minneapolis is a bigger city. But they're like, oh, it's a Minneapolis-St. Paul area. The cities are pretty much right on top of each other. They're by each other. <laughs> I'd say, hey, Minneapolis-St. Paul, pick a city and go for it. Why have two separate cities? And you might say, why does that frustrate you? But that's not right. <laughs> Choose one name and go with it. That's what I'm saying.
1: Combine go with St. Paul.
0: Out, yeah. Yeah, comp- yeah, you know, Minneapolis, you know, there's been things happening in Minneapolis where they're getting bad PR and uh, that's not doing well. So, uh, you know, St. Well, Paul's a lot easier to spell. Yes. Oh, yeah. Minneapolis is tough to spell. And, and look, everything happened in, in Minneapolis. I mean, the baseball team hasn't won a World Series for a while. I don't know if the football team's ever won a, a Super Bowl, have they? I don't think so. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs. I believe it was Super Bowl four and then the sewers being, I think it was maybe Super Bowl nine off the top of my head. And that's been it. So, you know, the city has had a bad mark for many reasons. Sports definitely included. So yeah, let's let's just do away with Minneapolis and we'll just call the Whole Area St. Paul. That's fine. Yep. Yeah.
1: And I I think to and not to get off the topic of the names. Um, but yeah, you know, pick one. But I think for me, I just have to make sure I get this in the number one reason I hate the state of Minnesota is they still have caribou coffee there and Ooh. caribou coffees have pulled out of this area and I, I'm not okay with that.
0: Okay. They're yeah. hoarding it
1: to themselves.
0: I don't know too much about this caribou coffee you speak of.
1: It's fantastic.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: It, it's so much better than Starbucks but they just want to hoard it all themselves. Greedy. That's what they are. Greedy.
0: That's another reason they hate Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, Come on, guys. Do better. And the other thing, and we've given five. Let me throw a six out there because we're not going to have to worry about the Vikings making the Super Bowls. Let's throw a bonus one on this um, episode. Um, You know, Paul, you mentioned this before we started taping. Mall of America. Okay, that's probably – Minneapolis's calling card, right? I would say, like, if you go to Minneapolis, uh-huh. you are know, like, yeah, what's there to see? They're like, oh, go to this Mall of America. Malls don't work anymore, Paul. I mean, we said this um, years ago, especially with the events of the past couple <laughs> of years. Malls aren't working. So the best thing that Minneapolis is going for it is a out-of-date, archaic institution. Come on, man. I mean, just because it's big, I mean,
1: do they have all these stores that no other mall has? Or does it just have more of them? Or, I mean, what do they have? a? They have like a Ferris wheel or something in there, don't they?
0: Yeah, but it's like a Ferris wheel. I mean. Yeah,
1: who cares? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean. I mean it's a, a
1: bottom line, a mall's a mall. Well, and they're pretty much only good for silver sneaker groups.
0: Right. Well, it's a nod back to the time where 20 30 years ago where we said man nothing's more exciting than going to a big uh venue where we can walk around all day and spend all of our money and you know there used to be a time in life where we we're like high five and going man what a, there's no better way of spending it a day now there's a million different ways of better ways of spending a day you could shop online you can save time money um Stay at home. You know, there's a lot of great reasons not to go to the mall. And you know, when your big attraction is that, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's like towns based on factories. They you know, factories aren't what they used to be, and everything. And it, it's just like misses. Guy, get with the times. It's, it's very yeah. tough. So, yep. all right. Well, We're not in the 80s anymore. So, we hope the best for the Steelers again. We're taping this Wednesday because of some of the scheduling. Um, A lot of the podcasts that had to be taped before Thursday night's game. Uh, We're taping ours, and it's running late. So we understand. Game's over. Steelers may have won. Steelers may have lost. But believe me, for the reasons that we stated, the Steelers are always going to be better than the Vikings. You're not going to necessarily win every game. They're always going to be better than the Vikings. And (laughs) we hope they win, and they'll still be better than the Vikings. And believe me. Pittsburgh is a better town than Minneapolis always. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter oh, yeah. if, if Minneapolis gets lucky and wins a, a world championship in some sport, Pittsburgh's always going to be a better area than um, Minneapolis. So easily. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for checking out behind the dot Pittsburgh, zero power, half hour, uh, Thanks for bearing with us. We'll be back next week with a new show, uh, making fun just viciously of other teams and other cities that the Steelers play. Uh, For Paul Janczyk, this is Chris Pugh. Hey, if you want to hear more of me, Paul, and Joe talking, uh, check out the Ohioan podcast. Uh, You can find that wherever you get your podcast. More fun, goofy talk from us as we talk also about pop culture as well. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. Have a great day, everybody.